and we are back everyone welcome back to another episode of i can do this all day podcast i am dan the part-time avenger and with me as always is mark the resident jedi hello there um all the excitement on the horizon uh for the the coming times of new marvel movies and happiness in uh, in this new year of 2023 uh no more squishy gushy stuff valentine's day is over it's time to get cereal uh and, and we want to get cereal about what we think and uh what we predict and just where we're at with marvel as a whole uh, lots of talk of burnout in this world today lots of talk of oversaturation of superheroes dan and i think that we uh we've got thoughts we do have thoughts and you know what mark i've got a really deep thought right now because you know what we're celebrating today today what are we celebrating we are celebrating one year officially of the i can do this all day podcast episode number 52 we've been at it for one year today and thank you to all of our listeners who are tuning in and any new listeners that are coming in on the momentous occasion. Uh, Mark, did you think that we would make it one year into this podcast? 52 weeks, no missed episodes, no missed weeks. Did you think we'd be here? I didn't think this was week 52, so no. Apparently, I wasn't paying attention. You know what? I, for I totally reason, forgot to. Week. I forgot to write it in our little outline that we have here because contrary to what some people might think we actually prepare very mediocrely to, to record these yeah, no, episodes we don't hustle hard here no <laughs> hustle this is a passion project we don't really feel the need to work ourselves to the bone but i will say there have been a few times where we have done a few more hours uh stayed up a little bit later just to crank out some content for everyone but uh yeah one year i'm pretty happy about it and what better way to start off than with another episode about marvel which is our roots so for those who aren't aware the origin of the podcast is mark and i worked together at one point uh, i wouldn't say we were loving it but at the same time we enjoyed talking about each other's hobbies getting to know each other and hey you know what we both like marvel yeah i wouldn't say we were working much dan we always used to hang out when we had the opportunity or or would cross paths and we're like, man, there's these webcam things. We could do this all the time. We should totally all, do that. We can do it all day. We can do it all day and all night. All right. But hey, phase four, speaking of Marvel, let's talk a little bit about this because as you said before, there's a lot of fuzziness going on there in the world of Marvel. And same thing over in your your neck of the woods. I mean, you know, technology and writing both can both can create fuzziness. But I think that the the first phase of Marvel, or the first real buildup of Marvel that we got right from Iron Man to uh, um, all the way out to uh, to to the uh, at end game scenario it was building. I mean, that was the whole purpose. The whole thing was just momentum. It was based on how much faster, how much bigger, how much spectacle can we build into this? And it was one movie bigger than the other and bigger than the other and bigger than the other. And then you got to the one you had to cut in half and it couldn't get bigger. 
and they had to regroup and they had to change direction. And what we were used to for damn near a decade was go bigger, go bigger, go bigger. And now in this new phase, and we're, we're a couple of years into this new phase now. Um, so new in quotes, right? It is different. Instead of going bigger, they're doing something else. They're changing it up. They're, 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 they're adding depth to something that I think the biggest critical feedback through all of the first three phases was, man, these aren't real deep. Got a lot of, uh, got a lot of spectacle, but man, not a lot of characters, not a lot of development, not a lot of, not a lot of emotion. And, um, I think that this is what I would call the rabbit hole phases of Marvel, where they just keep going and just keep going. And you don't know where the bottom is and you think you understand what's going on and they pull out another floor. They pull out another le level. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm this, the reason I, I agreed to, to talk about this and thought it would be a good content for a whole episode was, how much deeper do we think this is going to go? I'm talking about at least balls deep because we are pretty deep. I mean, so we're deeper far. than three inches at this point, Dan. Yeah. But it is one of those things where they've got TV now. And how much content and hours and different properties have been introduced in Marvel in phase four? So many. So freaking many and some that I never thought would ever happen, which we'll discuss in a little bit because we'll go down the list. But TV was kind of a cool aspect, right? You've got this episodic, you know, repeat viewer type of thing where, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm going to come back the next week because that's how Marvel did it. They actually did it, you know, week by week for the most part, besides releasing a couple episodes at, a sa at the same time. And um I was good about it just because, yeah, I love Marvel. But at the same time, the impatient Netflix binging watcher in me was like, I want it now. I want it all. But most importantly, I want it to lead to something. And a lot of the stuff was not leading to anything that I could really grasp onto and fully understand, which is where I got a little frustrated. A little frustrated. I think that's a lot of the feedback. There wasn't really every movie had a change of juxtaposition. Everybody was in a significantly different place from movie to movie. But in the TV shows, the progress was minimal. The the move of the character, the character development was so subtle in some cases that it may not have been received. And that's what worries me a little bit about these next movies. I've never been so intrigued to see an Ant-Man movie. I will say that for sure. Um, Ant-Man, by far my uh, least favorite Avenger, um, but not, not, not nothing against Paul Rudd, just Ant-Man. Eh. But this movie could is the central piece. We thought it was going to be Doctor Strange that would be the central piece. We thought it was, but but what happened in that movie? Barely anything. You know, we thought that Thor Love and Thunder was going to be the central piece. What happened in that? Not too much. 
Like when you start at the beginning and you get to the end and you you take inventory of the Marvel universe, there's there wasn't impactful change. And that's the scary part here. I think that it's so subtle in some of these shows that I think that so much of the change has come from both a combination of television and film that did enough people get it and grasp it for the movies to continue the momentum that we need for them to get to phase four, five and phase six and to continue this journey. Or are they going to burn everybody out with too much Marvel? So with the different characters, all the different plot points, or in some cases, MacGuffins uh, for all the different shows and movies, I think it might be one of those things where five years from now, when a few more movies come out, we are going to be like, oh my God, that's why they did all this stuff. All the different little plot points here, all the different references. It's going to be one of those things where just like an Endgame, where they referenced everything back from Steve Rogers saying, I can do this all day and all that stuff, like a lot of meta stuff, but at the same time, a lot of callbacks. Mm -hmm. I think now, and I I just thought about this after I watched an Ant-Man trailer, it was what we loved about Marvel with all the different Easter eggs or or subtle callbacks or not so subtle callbacks. It was like, oh, I watched that first movie. They're breaking off into not just the bigger movie universe and the bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe, but overall the TV-minded approach to everything. So just like Lost. I never really watched Lost, but I heard it was really great at the beginning. And then, you know. Then. Yeah. But a lot of seasons, right? Same thing with Breaking Bad. Same thing with Sopranos, everything. There, there's so many different plot points in previous seasons that people appreciate and say like, oh man, I loved how they brought something back from season two and whatever. So now I think that's just what they're, they're going to do. We just don't have that concept of it just yet because we're so used to the movies. And w- instead of waiting, you know, four years or five years for something to pay off, it's like, oh, they said this in the last movie. So I think that's just part of it. But yeah, it, I, I'm hoping it pays off. But I feel like you alienate the casual fan base by doing that. I don't care about the casual fan well, base, but, but I, uh, the casual fan base is what drags these movies up to their earning potential and continues to get them made. Sure. Yeah. That's the thing. If they, that's why DC is so effed in the A. Is, is the casual fan base was lost. I don't know if the casual fan base was though. I think the the source fan base was what got the whole off fan everything. base. DC fucked everything up. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, we'll talk about that in, in a that separate sounds, episode. That sounds like episode uh, fifty four. Maybe. maybe, maybe, maybe that sounds that sounds know. like a that sounds like a full size episode to me. But l- let's talk about the the different shows and movies. Uh, in release okay and and we might not necessarily go into detail because we might not have watched everything about it but first off the bat was wandavision i division first off the bat wanda was the first and i was a little irked by it 
because it was so goddamn short. It did get a little bit longer towards the, the ending episodes, but I love the concept of it. I just wanted more. I didn't want like a 25 minute episode. I was like, just give me the goddamn full hour. But I understand why they did it and the format that they did. It. And really, it was quite genius how they broke it down in the different genres of television. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think I think it might be the best Marvel TV show to date. WandaVision. What are your thoughts? Pretty close. Towards the top. Um, I, I, I was, I think that some of my frustration with WandaVision is they introduce new characters and then put them on the bench. Right. And it's been three years almost since WandaVision. Has it really? It's 2023, baby. Um, It's been three years since WandaVision. And we've only seen two characters back. Wanda and Darcy. Did we get, we, we didn't get anybody else. I mean, her kids were back. I, yeah, I, th- I, those are ancillary characters in my opinion. But they might right. be big in the future. Uh, well, they might be, but. Like Agatha was big in that movie, right? Um, <laughs> uh, White Vision was big in that movie, and it's been three years and we haven't seen them. Yeah, I understand that COVID stopped some releases and things of that nature, but Marvel still was on it, like, they did not delay much. They're not DC, it's not a Flash movie that was supposed to come out five years ago. Like it's it's pretty legit that they kept up their their release dates, but I I think that there is a um there's something to be said for for the fact that they benched so many characters from so many things. I was thinking that White Vision would be back, and I thought that maybe he would come up in Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, or or uh, Wakanda forever in like a post-credit scene or something Uh, just because I I mean when are they going to bring him back that's the thing that I'm I'm, I'm waiting for well exactly that's That's what I'm he needed to be back with some of the OG Avengers and most of the OG Avengers are pieced out going right into Falcon and the Winter Soldier which was the next release which was the TV show um, I was thinking that we needed a whole lot more than just a few kick-ass fights. Um, I really like that show, and I'm a big Bucky fan, uh, Captain America fan, and I, I think Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie did a good job of of filling in those shoes and and having the conflicted, um, unwilling hero. I thought that was a really cool premise and the whole the whole black man picking up the shield of Captain mm-hmm. America was pretty ballsy to to kind of do for a, a plot. 
I thought that this set up the most characters of any of the TV shows. But talk about slow rolling. We haven't seen any of them except for Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Which is super interesting because out of everything, I think that kind of builds up to, you know, what what that will entail in phase phase five. Um, yeah, they've been building up the later. Thunderbolts, basically. Yeah. With Julia Louis-Dreyfus, with, with, um, with uh, a U.S. agent in that show like they've got some peeps coming together um but i i like that that was my favorite of the of the marvel tv shows was falcon and winter soldier uh i thought it was very timely in its need uh, uh from a from a social perspective and like why not anthony mackie you know why not that character i definitely don't like his all white costume um and his 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 marshmallow neck uh in the in the costume right but i love that he went to wakanda for it and he went to wakanda before wakanda fell apart he didn't um, go to wakanda though bucky called in a favor yeah either way either way it was a wakandan is a wakandan outfit and i was a big fan of that yeah. um shuri just outfitting everybody um but i i i'm um I think that there's, you know, there's a lot to that show and I really enjoyed it. It showed the gritty part of superheroes. And, you know, I thought that that was, that was grounding, which was nice. But then we go right from that show, which was very real to Loki, which was like a fever dream and is basically set up every possible MacGuffin for the next year and a half. I thought that Loki, and as I was watching each episode, I thought it was a good show. I thought it was a good show. But I will say I think it was at this particular point in time where everything sits, I thought it was pretty pointless. And so that's where I was like, where the fuck is this going? It's way too early, right? I enjoyed it, but I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And because it's not like, Loki season two following up within a year, it's so hard for me to enjoy something and I'm, and say that like, oh, this was awesome. It was a good show. It was a good show. Good performances. But eh. I mean, I'd love to say I'm going to rewatch it before I go see Ant-Man, but I'm not because it's it's just too much. Yeah. Um, I might watch that episode with Jonathan Majors maybe but i I mean i understand what they did they 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 rick and mortied the multiverse basically and they killed rick from this earth who was the rick that kept everybody in control and now the crazy ricks are coming through and and you know that's basically what's going on but they're kangs yeah i i mean you know they killed crazy They, they they unleashed the chaos kang Instead of the Kang that kept everything aligned so everybody in this reality could live peacefully and in all the other realities, there was, you know, and that was fine. I mean, the concept was cool. Um, it also did work to the the uh, the generalized situation of the universe, right? It moved something. There was a major event, but it didn't. Again, it's like slow rolling. Yeah. It's three years ago. I think it did a good job of bringing Loki 
back to the character that we loved because the character that we loved and, and grew to love died. And so it's kind of a nice way to bring him up to speed that like, oh, this Loki isn't a piece of shit anymore. He kind of grew up really fast because he saw his life that hadn't happened yet. So I think that's from a logistical point of view. Now we get the Loki we like because he inadvertently lived his life because he saw it. So we got Loki, right? Um, a lot of cool variants, which was pretty sweet. Um, my favorite was the frog. Uh, if you caught that, yeah. just the Thor frog that's just underneath the ground and everything trying to get out. But um, yeah, then we go back to a familiar Avenger who died, but it is a prequel to the events that happened and that was black widow so what were your thoughts on black widow i liked it i was a fan it was a throwbacky marvel movie it was very bondish right very golden eye bondish not very uh, uh casino royale bondish um and it established a couple thunderbolts <sighs> so i was super disappointed by this movie I paid the $30 premium Disney plus access for it. I had the room in the red lights and everything all black widowed out, ready to go snacks, ready to roll. And uh, I just was super disappointed by it uh, just because it was, I would say mediocre at best in my opinion. And I liked Scarlett Johansson. I liked Elena, but taskmaster oh my god you broke my fucking heart with taskmaster uh that whole plot point it was, i understood it but that's not taskmaster don't say it's taskmaster say it's someone completely different and for anyone who says like oh you're just butthurt because they gender bent something like no i'm butthurt because it's not even close to the character of what that's supposed to be so it's it's really supposed to be like a Deadpool type character. And they they missed out, missed out on a huge opportunity right there. Um, I understand why they did it, but they could have done it differently. And yeah, wasn't wasn't wowed by it. Uh, I did like it better the second time I watched it because it had some pretty cool action. But I was... Uh, some of the CGI was questionable and the whole uh, the whole family thing just ruined the end game conversation and, and dialogue between Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow and Captain America it, it just ruined that point where she's sitting there and Steve comes back and she's sitting there like before this I had nothing this family and like no you had a family and you actually said that you did have a family and you had you left on good terms with that fake family. And so it's just kind of some bullshit. And the fact that Clint knew everything about everything, which was mentioned in the Hawkeye series, once again, kind of fucks some things up. But yeah, you don't know if there's an in-between time or something went down. Yeah, the in-between time was the world got snapped. And Clint went crazy, but he also knew that she had family. So I don't know. Didn't, wasn't a big fan of it. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. Going into the next thing, which was a very big 
180 or, or at least a, a pretty hard right turn, uh, the Disney Plus series What If came out, which I freaking loved. I freaking loved every little concept of every episode. And uh, it was just well done. I liked it. Even some of the voice actors that were replacing the MCU actors, top notch. Yeah, no. What if by far my favorite Marvel comic title? Absolutely the best because you've got these crazy out there stories that resolve themselves in a single issue. And that's what I loved. Resolution is the first series where we got, they all stacked, which was very different, right? The, the episodes. Um, And then they had a penultimate and, you know, all that, but uh, all in all, um, I enjoyed this, the series. I loved the callback to something that was nostalgic to me. So, you know, who cares about anybody else? I, I got my nostalgia. So I was a happy camper. Do you have a favorite what if that you want to share with the listeners from the, oh, the comics? Man. There's so many what if comics that were so good. Like I, I couldn't say that I did. I just remember going to the comic shop and the good thing about what if is nobody else liked them. So you could get back issues like crazy and they weren't like, Oh, this is going to be an important issue of what if. So it's $14. Like they were basically, um, they were basically cover price for years, right? Or they'd add a dollar, so you could go get like four or five of them for for ten bucks and just go to town on just reading some comics. And again, like you got a full resolution. They'd usually push the envelope a little bit, so it was super fun. My favorite what if was what if the Punisher was an agent of Shield. Mm. and Punisher was like this stud recruit that was picked for all the top missions until he realized that S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of fucked up. And so he decides to go ape shit at the end of the ep- or the comic issue, and he storms S.H.I.E.L.D.'s headquarters and kills everybody. He dies at the end of it, but he fucking mows down everyone, getting shot all up himself, what um, really sweet episode, uh, sweet issue mm-hmm. when I was a reader at the tender age of 11 years old. So, Seems yeah. like an 11 year old Danny move. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. But uh, anything else about what if? No, I mean, it, it was nice that, you know, they, they, they gave themselves a sprinkle of things that they'd call out later. Right. That, that, you know, they gave the fans some things like captain Britain, and 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 marvel zombies like some of the favorites um of fans in general but i i mean yeah i don't expect what if to influence the multiverse too much even though it's technically part of the multiverse but i don't know i hope it doesn't because then you're just getting ridiculous well that is the name of the game with comics isn't it um Shang-Chi was the next movie release for it. And I, I know what you think about it, but why don't you en- enlighten the listeners about your opinion? It didn't tie into jack shit that was going on, so it was annoying. They That's did it. a full bottom-up character development movie that didn't really talk much about the influence of anything else going on in the MCU. And they had... Super power karate guy. 
that just sat back and watched all that shit go down in every other part of the MCU. Like, what what in the actual fuck? I mean, he wasn't super powered. He was just a really skilled assassin. So he wasn't a hero by any means. Well, neither was uh, Natasha. Neither was Clint. Right. But they were part of the Avengers. <laughs> so... This guy it was just shows that it just shows that Nick Fury didn't have his eye on everybody, I guess. True, true. This was one of my top movies, uh, not just of phase four, but probably of the MCU overall. So for me, it was really cool because you actually got to see legitimate martial arts in a MCU movie. Not not to say that, you know, some of the action and fight scenes weren't really good especially in captain american winter soldier and even a little bit of uh, captain america civil war but that's about it you know you got a little bit of action from natasha and her, her stunt double but uh other than that you know you didn't really see kung fu in anything so i enjoyed this movie so much and from the even just from like the Asian American perspective of things, uh, it's kind of cool to see like, oh, that guy kicks ass and he's not just taking an order at a Chinese restaurant. You know, like that's one of the cool things about it is like Hollywood has been so awful with these things. And even for some of the other Asian characters that were brought into Marvel, you know, as much as I love uh, Randall Park, uh, he's comedic relief in that and in, in Ant-Man. So uh, I love the character. He's badass, and I would love to see him back in more projects. But everyone else was just kind of, you know, just humor. Now you have almost an entire cast of Asians. You bring in Michelle Yeoh, who is obviously up for an Oscar this year for everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, everyone was just super strong and super just awesome in their performance. So, yeah. This was one of my favorites. Uh, it might even be maybe top six, top seven uh, in my MCU ranking. But yeah, Shang-Chi, can't wait to see more of him. And, and Simu Liu, I, I'm a big fan of his. He's just a, a fun and uh, seems to be pretty down-to-earth guy uh, for being a, a movie star. But humble beginnings to... MCU, pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I saw him in a uh, sexual harassment training uh, earlier this year. It was pretty great. I was like, ah, oh. you um, sent me that. that I picture, did. I, I took a picture. It was, awesome. it was like, dude. Oh man, I that got is so Marvel cool. Training. Yeah. Ah, oh, then so we go back to the movies. Wait, and... pause for a second. Pause for a second. Again, one of my, I, I agree with everything you said about the Kung Fu, about the Asian American significance. Um, I fully support all of that, right? In the, in the same way, um, from a Falcon and Winter Soldier perspective, my biggest, uh, the biggest, you know, nit I have to pick about this is it gave us, what, one character? What do you mean? Like I, it didn't, it didn't move or create any, any tangible pull line into the MCU, right? Like it like, gave you the Mandarin, 
the legit Mandarin, who was Shang-Chi's father. It gave you the successor to the Mandarin with his sister. It gave you, well, it even tied back in Wong, the abomination. It told us the abomination is alive. It didn't just tell us. It showed the abomination and Wong fighting. Yeah. Well, we see Wong again later. It brought in him as an Avenger. I don't know what's going to happen with Aquafina's character, Katie, but that's very interesting that she's kind of lumped in at the very end when Wong tells her to come along too. But just a fun movie overall. But yeah, I think you might be be the chick in the chair. You might be a little wrong on the the, like introducing one character. I think it just opened up a whole new, a whole new plethora of what can happen because at the end of the movie, it says the 10 rings will return. So not only will Shang-Chi return, but the 10 rings will return, which we don't know what the hell that's going to, that's going to include. And will that be, you know, in an evil facet or will they join forces and trying to defeat Kang and just get murdered and slaughtered? I don't know, man. That's endless possibilities, endless possibilities. Yeah. Now looking at the next two years of, of, uh, of movies, we might be sitting on these characters for a minute. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sitting or shitting on some characters, the next Marvel movie that we're going to touch on, um, I only watched once. I urge you to watch it again. I don't know if I can do that to myself. We're talking about the Eternals, and it is probably by far the movie that people have shitted on the most out of the MCU. Um, it's the most different movie in it's the, MCU. the worst MCU movie. I don't know. I would put Black Widow underneath that. Disagree. That's fine. But mm. the thing is with Eternals is that people wanted something different. And they got something different. And they complained about it. They wanted that people have complained in years like, oh, Marvel people or Marvel characters, they never have sex. You got your first Marvel character sex scene in this. People complained about it. People complained about the overall serious tone of the movie. People have been complaining about Marvel's like, oh, everything's a comedy. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't think it was the best by any means. I think it is an okay. I think it's a very good attempt at a movie. I don't think it's a very great comic book movie but is it the worst not even close i don't think it's the worst at all uh it did get better for me uh second time around so i was able to appreciate a little bit more pick up a little bit more in regards to the characters but i like the characters overall it was very quick in how they were built up i I don't then there's some characters i don't care about but it was a cast of pretty likable people but for some reason, people just don't like the movie as a whole, which I understand. Yeah, because it was bad. What's bad about it? It, 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 I don't know. I just didn't like it. I haven't watched it in so long that it was did just the it, it is like um like liver and onions to me. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. I could do better. Yeah. Well, I thought that movie was better than. 
Black Widow. I felt better after watching Eternals than after watching Black Widow. After Black Widow, I was like, oh, God. I guess it's, I'm glad that I didn't go to a movie theater for this. But you got to remember that you were very closely removed from things like Endgame. And after, after, uh, before Eternals, you got um, some, some, you know, less than optimal, optimizing things. There was only one other movie that I saw in the theaters before then. That was Shang-Chi. And um, yeah, that was the only other thing. I didn't, like I said, I didn't see Black Widow in theaters. That was the first movie I saw, or I'm sorry, second movie that I saw in theaters. So I didn't, I didn't mind Eternals. I, I know it's not the best, uh, but I will say that there are worse Marvel movies. Um, if you're taking piece by piece and recipe by recipe, that movie is way better in comparison to some of the others in the MCU. Going on to the next one, we have the official of Christmas edition into the MCU with Hawkeye, the TV show of Hawkeye. This one was the most surprising TV show for me because I really freaking liked it. Um, I don't think it was the best show, but to the point of uh, at the time when that came out, I was like, I think this is the best Marvel TV show. Uh, I took a little bit of time to cool off and I, I, still believe that WandaVision is the better show, but goddamn, it made me care about Hawkeye. And it introduced a whole bunch of other fun characters like the tracksuit mafia, um, uh, Jack, who I believe is the swordsman, I think him in the comic books, he's called the swordsman. Such a a fun character. And hey, you got Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin back in this TV show. Mm -hmm. But what were your thoughts? I liked it. I, I don't know if it was my favorite TV show. I'm still on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I'm biased. Um, but overall, it was I thought it was very good. Um, I do think that that I don't know that I love Haley Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Steinfeld. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, she did a great job in the role. Um, and I hate to see Clint fall apart like that. Um, I mean, just get old and go deaf. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that actually. Um, you know, and then the, 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 I think all the characters they introduced were, were pretty, pretty on par. I think it was the best new character introduction, um, that we got, uh, from a, an organic place from, tangential characters to to characters tangential to the ones that we already have an emotional attachment to right i mean if you want to talk about really cool additions of new characters you got moon knight which was crazy out there with adding of new characters but as far as ones that were believable in the mcu of of your um you know i think that this was this was it right this was the best I will say, though, there was one big misstep in this. What so was in it? Hawkeye, the biggest misstep was the introduction of Echo. See, I liked Echo as a character. You In the TV show? Yeah, I didn't mind. Mm, the worst. I mean, she's not even an actor. And, you know, good for her for not being an actor and playing the part. Um, and, and good for Marvel for getting a truly deaf person. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you could see 
that obviously this person is not uh, this is not her craft i mean if you ask me about the character echo and the way it was portrayed and just the in general i liked it better than the um what was the ant-man and the wasp villain ghost ghost liked echo more than ghost it was the uh, I just shit my pants face in every scene uh, for her. She just had that face to where well, she, is, she it's was not, young and rebelling against a bunch of guys in track suits. Leave her alone. She looked like she shit herself in every scene and was confused about it. And so, hey, you know, I'm I'm appreciative of the fact that they got a, a deaf person to to fill in. But um, I'm surprised they didn't go with a deaf actor i think that there's some deaf actors out there because she was cast just as like an open call for someone of that descent and deaf and i mean marley matlin could not have pulled it off they needed somebody new yeah yeah marley matlin's uh she's getting up there in age so (laughs) she's in every movie that calls for a deaf person True, true so maybe marvel was a little more progressive if marvel did not use oh my gosh and i forget her name but who played makari in eternals i would have preferred her as echo in that yeah in that yeah, um tv yeah. show i mean every time there's something there's a movie with deaf people in it marley mountains in it look at that oscar winner from from apple i was like oh these are all oh of course of course so we go from hawkeye into the in theater extravaganza uh, came out around christmas time but Spider-Man, no fucking way home. Holy mm. shit. God damn, that movie was awesome. Ugh. It was awesome because it was everything we've come to love from superhero movies with many of the characters that we've grown up loving. Just a perfect blend. Perfect I mean, blend. Just all callback. All call, all nostalgia all the time. A big old, big old salty load of, uh, of nostalgia. Of what? <laughs> of nostalgia. Salt- That's what it was, buddy. <laughs> Uh, little little toby little little andrew little everybody um for anyone who's listening you might want to rewind that a little bit because i'm pretty sure a freudian slip was going in there somewhere because there was a no a no, no freudian anything no freudian, <laughs> that just comes out of you Whoa. oh my god but yeah spider-man no about my web stuff <laughs> spider-man no way home fucking amazing um i think my one of my top three in the mcu like holy shit amazing really really solid movie definitely in the top five um all time um but in recent months has drawn more questions than answers yeah but that's not marvel's fault (laughs) that's sony's fault because they fucking suck but marvel had creative control over it Sure, sure. They had they had some creative control over it, but they couldn't control the dumpster fires that came after that. That didn't make any sense. Morbius, mm. stupid. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Morbius and, and other movies. I'm talking about actions in this film. Yeah. Doctor Strange's spell, did it only work on Earth? Does that wow. mean that Peter Quill and, and Thor know who, who, who Spider-Man are? If ant-man was in the multiverse does ant-man know who spider-man is now yeah who knows who knows all these tangential things that are that, that, that we don't know 
and it left question marks and I'm not super concerned about that. I'm really not. I mean, I think that the the spell was done and you know what? It it gave Spider-Man the reboots that it needed because everyone was kind of and I enjoyed everything about it, but everyone was no, you kind didn't. of critiquing Spider-Man. You de- you despise the sparkly suit. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Spider-Man before, like Homecoming and Far oh, From yeah. Home and all that stuff. I did not like the sparkly suit. Blue as fuck, not for me. But um, the one thing that I would say was a little bit of a weird addition to it was the um, the hanging thread of Flash Thompson and his parents. I thought that was going to lead into something else. And I thought they would address it in this movie, but they never did. So if you don't if you don't remember in Spider-Man Far From Home, at the end of the movie, his parents don't even pick him up after the crazy fucking summer that he had and European vacation that he had. And I was thinking like, oh, shit, he might be like the next Green Goblin or some shit or or you might see some type of tie in into the next movie. But no, nothing. Not a goddamn thing. No mention of his parents. Absolutely nothing. Which. Okay, I, I mean, I still enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie, but that, that was just one of the hanging threads that I wish that they would have done something with. Hmm. But yeah, love it. Can't say anything bad. But going into Moon Knight, uh, holy shit, Oscar Isaac, just fan fucking fantastic. Love Oscar Isaac. He's just so damn good. He's so everything. pretty and so good. Very good actor. Very good actor. Mm-hmm. And. How can you how can you not enjoy this TV show? It's something that they did something very different with. They had a little bit of the addressing of mental illness and you know that's uh, and, and also just trauma, childhood trauma. like holy shit, that was like one of the deepest things of that character is his little, not little, but childhood trauma when he was little. Uh, just wow, they actually brought it up in the TV show, which was really great. And it's a, it's a serious talking point. And I even had a conversation with my boys as to what happened and kind of explain like, hey, yeah, stuff, bad stuff like this happened. So it was kind of it was a cool thing to to bring up that, oh, we're not going to dance around that, you know, Moon Knight as a comic book character is batshit crazy. And here's part of the reason as to why he is and uh, you know he's he's suffering throughout the in, the entire thing. He's trying to mask this uh, this childhood trauma and, and and move on with his life in, in the best way that he can. And what better way than going into the fake life of a made up hero? You know, I, I'm not against it. I thought it was a great. It was great. It was Oscar Isaac was just spectacular in this. Um, but the thing that, that that was off to me was this felt very DC in that I don't feel like they're going to be able to tie this in the way they've been able to tie in everything else. Agreed. And I don't know how. You know, live easy. in its own world. And while I love the idea of it as a movie, 
and I love the story and I love the series. It ain't moving anything forward for me from a series perspective. And it, it's just like, eh. What eh. I thought was going to happen is that I thought that Gore in Thor Love and Thunder was just going to fucking slaughter all the gods in this show. Um, minus Moon Knight. I thought that would have been a fucking amazing tie-in. And maybe, you know, with the slaughtering of all those gods, then Moon Knight becomes depowered a little bit, and that's how he joins up with the Avengers. But nope, didn't happen. Didn't happen, unless they retcon it. It's its own world. Yeah. But I will say, they they definitely did Wonder Woman better in this movie. Ah. Uh, So... Sorry, I love the original Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman 84, uh, I wanted to like you so much and I was so excited, but this TV show did it better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree, I agree. So then after Moon Knight, we got into the uh, the disappointment of 2022, which was uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. We were told The universe this- of madness, the one universe of madness that they want to... <laughs> That's, that's all that they did they went yeah. to one that's yeah. all well uh, we were told that this movie was going to unify the ideas behind all of these confusing and 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 you know uh multi-threaded shows that this was going to be the one that brought it together this is gonna we're gonna talk about the multiverse and all we got was one man's journey through the multiverse and a dance battle but with piano notes I will say that your hypocrisy is strong because that's a total Sam Raimi thing. But um, I just think Sam Raimi was the wrong guy for this movie. I love Sam Raimi as a director. I would go see any Sam Raimi movie. I love all of the Sam Raimi call outs in this movie, like Bruce and just all of that. I was like, yeah, no, this is Sam. I love it. It's, it's, It's a warm, happy thing for me, but I mean, I don't need Inagata DeVita to be the end of a Marvel movie fight. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for uh, crazy organ music to to battle wizards. Like, we can do better. Um, we can do better. And and that's the thing that that really kind of kind of got me in it. That it just it just was not. It was not. It was a no for me. I, I'd watch it again. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the movie. I like it way better than the Eternals. Um, you know, it's more on par with what I enjoy than Chung chi But as far as the hype and the disappointment level, it was there. And it was because all of these other cinematic releases didn't do anything for the, didn't move the story forward significantly for me. And I'm like, oh, great. Maybe they're going to do it in Doctor Strange, and they didn't. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. They could have done so much more, and they decided to ramey it up. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't. For me, that was that was the downside to the movie. It wasn't the Illuminati getting completely obliterated. If anything, I really liked that scene, and I would watch that movie again because of yeah. the scenes with the Illuminati. But yeah, just uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, 
No, I agree. I agree. And it's never good to see Jim mistreating a wizard. <laughs> and then we go into some more wizardry and magical things and bangles and shit uh, with Miss Marvel. And Mark, did you actually see Miss Marvel? I don't no, know if I ever I passed. Okay. I passed hard on it. It seemed like the Disney Channel of Marvel and um after Moon Knight and after Doctor Strange, I, I was like, no, I'll come back for Thor. So I enjoyed this because of the fact that probably how I felt during Shang-Chi, being an Asian American, getting a chance to see an Asian American superhero on the screen, this could definitely be a sounding board and also just an outlet for all those young girls out there that wanted like a superhero to look up to. Uh, because it was a young girl that was a superhero, but also people of all different ethnicities to see another hero of color and other heroes of color that were in this, which was really cool. So I dug it. There was even a little bit of uh, some Scott Pilgrim-ish type of direction in it, which I was a big fan of. And, and so the way that they made the show, all the different types of uh, Scott Pilgrimish types of references and uh, animation that happened in everything and, and CGI. I was a big fan of it. And yeah, I found myself like, yeah, I'm excited to watch it this week. And my kids were excited to watch it. So that was a good show. And um, I would say definitely check it out. Uh, there has not been anything that I would say that Marvel has come out with that I would just flat out say, don't bother. It's not worth it. So Miss Marvel, it's good. Um, it's definitely geared towards a certain audience, but there's a lot that you can appreciate from it, from the animation to the CGI to the subtle Easter eggs uh, and the first mention of mutants in the MCU with a little bit of a 1990s X-Men cartoon music that was also in it. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. But once again, interested in how this is going to play out. Brie Larson did make a cameo at the end of it. So we'll see where this all goes obviously to the Marvel's movie, but going on to what I will say was my favorite character in the Avengers, besides Captain America, Thor, Love and Thunder. So we did an episode about this. I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about this other than the fact that we really enjoyed it. I think we both said that we can do it all day. Um, I don't really understand all the hate that it got i don't and for them to say that it was like oh what you know just too much taika tt humor in it it's like well you know what if this movie came out first and ragnarok came out second you would say the same thing about ragnarok so i don't know if it's necessarily that this is a worse movie i think that the fans but also the audience has just become so impatient with the mcu that almost every movie that was going to come out during this phase was going to just be bombarded with negative shit and so they were going to nitpick so that's what i thought about it yeah i i don't know i i i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed the movie in, in a big bad way and i liked it the ending of it left less characters available than more right in sure. in killing off natalie portman and um you know you've got gore's daughter 
who is apparently going to be little Thor, right? Um, but Thor's so flaky in the MCU. Like, how much does that last? Does she end up being uh, a young Avenger? Like, how does that how does that work, and how does this play in? Hemsworth isn't done, but he's kind of on the bench from that regard, right? And and I, I just don't see how he works into the rest or returns to a major role, which makes so little sense to me. Like, just, oh, he's out there, just kind of there in it, in a vest. I didn't think about this until you just started talking about it, but you know what could happen? I hope it doesn't happen, is that he comes back in... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, mm-hmm. and gets fucking annihilated by him, and then Love, the daughter, ends up being placed in the care of the Avengers or the remaining Avengers, and and that's how they they come about. I don't know. I think that might be a way. I I don't think you can let him get killed by Kang. Kang's gonna fucking destroy everybody. Kang's gonna kill Ant Man. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, he'll kill one of the versions of Ant-Man. I don't know Either if he's going to be this one. Either way. I got, I got, a, I got a bet to win here. Kang's well, no, your Ant-Man. bet is is that if Ant-Man, the movie, or I'm sorry, the character that we have known from the movies dies, not the different universes. of Because I, I guarantee that an Ant-Man's going to die in this. So oh, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a No, I guaranteed that months ago. Um, but either way. I I think that Thor was a great final opus for the character, but it made such a cloudy future. I think that's a metaphor for this entire phase of movies and TV shows. The entire phase is misdirection and depth, but I feel like they just buried Thor. Like there isn't depth. They didn't add, like at least. Doctor Strange added America to it, and we got the multiverse jumping person, right? Like, we got that person who can follow Kang or or find other Kangs, right? We've got that, but I I don't know what we have from Thor to to move forward with, right? Like, we found out Zeus is kind of a big big puss, and we know that um, Gore's daughter's alive, but like yeah i don't know man i don't know yeah i don't know I, i'm i'll watch thor any variation of thor but there's some really cool uh fan-made character posters of thor almost looking like uh, from the tv show vikings it's with the, like the braided beard and everything and he just looks like a total badass like that would be a cool way to take the character but He's already passed his savage Viking stage. I mean, like you can't yeah. go from dad to, uh, you know, like I'm a fucking savage now. So I don't know. Unless they murder more um, as guardians. Or murder her. Galaxy. I don't know if, he, if they murder Gore's daughter. But that would be like such a, a shit on the source material for, you know, yeah. from Taika's script. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Going on to the next one, I don't know if you saw this. 
I know I didn't. I saw maybe like a couple episodes of it, but uh, the I Am Groot animated series that came on Disney Plus. It was so small. Yeah, it was short. Yeah, it was cute. Did you see all of them? I don't remember. I know we watched a good amount of them, I think. Yeah, I think I saw maybe two or three of them. But yeah, uh, I don't know about no plot movement. Yeah, yeah, just... But it was pretty, it was like a cute, like a, like a Disney short that you would see at Disney World. You know, like you go into a little uh, theater and you watch the Disney animation. Well, it things. was like, like the, uh, it was like the Forky's got a question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what it was. Yeah. But uh, that's all that we got to say about that. There's nothing else really about yep, the, nope, the animation. Nope. nope. Um, She-Hulk. Have you checked out She-Hulk yet? I watched a couple episodes and it did not hook me. Mm, okay. That was, I, that was, in my opinion, the most entertaining of the TV shows from Marvel. I don't think it was the best or I like it the most. I thought it was the most entertaining. In your opinion, are we going to get tangential characters from it? Or is She-Hulk going to show up in Ant-Man? I don't think she'll show up in Ant-Man. I think she'll show up in like Daredevil, maybe. Um the daredevil tv show that's going to be coming out Mm -hmm. Uh, i think there is a chance that she will uh there's a very good chance that she'll come back and i really like the actress that played her uh, tatiana maslani i thought yeah uh, a very good personality for jen walters is is she hulk yeah i just haven't had time to finish it to be honest like it, it didn't not like it it's just like it didn't wrap me into binge it all this weekend yeah it's different it's very different, yeah. Uh, but I liked it because it it poked fun of everything and uh, it didn't take itself too seriously. You know, it was very on point with the source material. You know, mm-hmm. uh, She Hulk breaks the fourth wall, very much like Deadpool, and uh, she does it. And she was in in the comics. She Hulk's kind of a hoe, and she ends up being a little bit of a hoe in the TV show, which is perfectly fine because you know what? Uh, it's it's okay for people to hoe around 100 (laughs) percent danny does not judge if you have uh if you're doing hoe activities with hoe tendencies hoes are his friends not his enemies i i was gonna follow up with a ludicrous line but i didn't so don't worry everybody that was was listening in their head they're just like use a hoe. <laughs> uh, At least right, everybody, but... everybody that was, you know, went to college in the early two thousands. At least, yeah, it was playing in your dorm room before you all went out to the bars. Yeah, don't worry, YouTube's got it. It's fine. Go find it. The biggest surprise that we're going to talk about next is uh, a marvel special presentation werewolf by night this was our winner from the i can do this all day podcast awards of 2022 um i don't know there's not much to say about this it's just very good very different there's not much to say because i feel like this is moon Knight all over again like they're not gonna let it out they're going to have their universal monsters, but it's going to be Marvel monsters and they're just going to release it on Halloween and it's going to stay in the cage. I, I don't see them. I don't see them letting that many different hero villain combinations live in the same world. I think they will, if they can figure out 
something with Blade, they will find a way that they can interweave Werewolf by Night into it. But well, Blade's then I a don't think mess. Blade works with the Avengers. Then doesn't have to. That's true. <laughs> doesn't have to. But this is a fucking mess. Like that's where you know Blade is a fucking mess. They lost the director uh, because they were unhappy with the scripts and um, their direction of it. But yeah, it's it's a mess. And uh, poor Mahersha Ali. You know who's is... out there waiting, right? <laughs> Wesley Snipes because he needs some money. You wait. Wesley's waiting, bro. Wesley's like, oh, you don't want to do this movie, bro? It's okay. That's Coming okay. to America too ain't paying the bills, so he needs to hop on this Blade MCU money. Dude, he's about to. He's about to be like, uh, Mahersha, you need to win an Oscar, dude. Go back. Go back. Do a serious movie. It's okay. Wesley, Uncle Wesley, got your back. We're coming back, baby. He's gonna be in there uh, doing doing bicep curls like he's Hugh Jackman to get back in blade shape. He's ready. Wesley, ready, baby. Oh man, I do enjoy Blade. Uh, Wesley Snipes is Blade, but yeah, I think that ship has sailed. And uh... why isn't Chris Christopherson still alive somewhere? God, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, possible r.i.p i don't even know going on to the next piece of mcu gold um and that's debatable black panther wakanda forever i did not enjoy this movie Mm. it was a great great tribute to chadwick boseman but i did not enjoy the movie yeah um I, you know what? Hold on. I'm sorry. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. I, I did not. I was not wowed by it. That's that's what I'll say. I did not dislike it. I, I, I've rewatched a little bit of it. I did watch it twice when it first came out. Uh, I watched a little bit of on Disney Plus. But uh, Namor, great. I thought that was great. But a lot of things, man. A lot of things. I was wowed by the strong female performances in this movie. I was wowed by Angela Bassett just being such a badass. Um, you know, it, it, I thought that they could have used some of the ancillary characters from the first movie in this movie a little bit better. I didn't think that Shuri did a bad job. I apologize for not remembering the actress's name. Letitia but, Wright. Yeah, Letitia Wright. Thank you. I think that Letitia Wright did a good job in this and she's earned herself a spot at the table, but in that spot at the table, how does she associate with the Avengers? She's not an Avenger. She's the leader of a country. Mm, No, not at the end of this movie. She's not a leader. Baku is supposedly the leader of Wakanda now. But, but it, it still leaves the, does she continue to have the like does the protector of Wakanda also protect with the Avengers? Yeah, I don't know. I don't you know, know, does that that association doesn't work, right? It worked in Endgame because they brought the fight to Wakanda, but Infinity War, Infinity War, Infinity War, either way. In the Infinity Saga, it worked because they brought the fight to Wakanda, which that didn't really make sense either. By the it, way, it didn't. They, had, they were the only no, they were the only country with the shield generator. Dan. Yeah, yeah, that's what made it work. 
but th- it's not like Steve Rogers. I don't think Steve Rogers knew that. He's just like, I know this guy in this desolate area that'll help us out. He didn't realize that a freaking space army was going to fucking crash think, out of the sky. You think Captain America, the only Avenger with military grade training, didn't think of the tactical advantages of going to Wakanda and the shield? You think that Captain America stuck on Earth knew anything about space aliens? Come on, man. I think he knew this is the this is the safest place in the world. Yeah, that's but he didn't he know froze, about space that's aliens. That's why he froze Bucky there. He didn't know space aliens, man. I don't know. But Come on. Did, but he did know safety. How do you live to be that old if you don't know how to stay safe? He was frozen for a majority of it. So he didn't live to be that old. He was just frozen for a lot of it. Frozen for like 50, 60 years. So yeah, but then lived on for another. No, but he he went back and still lived those extra 50 or 60. What? Remember, he went back as unfrozen Steve to the same time and, and got back in the Peggy world and lived to be old man Steve in one continuous life cycle. Yeah, and then that was after the fact of the battle of the wakanda right but he still was safe no there's no there's no right there that's basically stating that i'm right that you're wrong about captain america having any tactical knowledge of space aliens Uh, i think he beat ass with them still didn't know anything about space aliens that's all i'm saying if there was one person who did the most ass whooping in both of those movies. It was Thor. It was Thor. It was Thor. Thor saved everybody's ass in Infinity War. He kicked the shit out of everyone. The Avengers would have died, or at least the ones that were on Wakanda would have died if Thor didn't flex his muscle show up with rocket and, and Groot and just single-handedly take out Thanos's army. Yeah, but who saved Thor in Endgame? Yeah. But who kicked the most Steve ass? Thor. Well, I would say that Thor kicked the most ass. Captain America is my favorite character, Thor being a close second, but Captain let, let's be honest. You know that Thor kicked the shit out of an entire army. Along with took down a spaceship. Did Captain America ever take down a spaceship? I mean, no. hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. That was Brie Larson. I no, think Brie Larson Thor. kicked the most ass. Thor took down a spaceship. Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, took down the, the other spaceship and saved their ass in Infinity, or I'm sorry, Endgame. But Thor took down the spaceship in Infinity War. Either way. So all we've established is that Captain America is just a big pussy. I got it. Got you. No, uh, you said that he has this tactical experience, and I'm just saying you he does not have tactical experience against aliens. That's all I'm saying. Hey, military training is military training. Yeah, and Will Smith can upload a Windows virus into a spaceship and win a it war. It was for a US. Mac virus, <laughs> and it was Jeff Goldblum. True, true. It was Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum can do anything. I guess. Because he's an uh, alien because we all saw Earth Girls Are Easy. I saw that movie three times in the theater. Bremen Theater, what? once again, 
makes it into the into the i can do this all day podcast episodes but yeah saw that movie in theaters three times because what else are you gonna do for a dollar fifty shout out to such a deep cut just bad 80s movie that would never be made in 2023 on tv on netflix on anything but shout out to earth girls are easy with um with jim carrey right yep david and, allen greer i believe was the yes, other one david allen wait no was it damon wayans or david allen greer i think it was david allen greer oh. but uh and then gina davis not a very yeah. good tooth to gum ratio well Ooh. you know in the 80s uh it was damon wayans wrong wayans it was damon Oh, you know what? All right. I'm thinking of something else. I'm sorry. It was Damon Wayans. He was Zabu. Was he Zabu? He was Zebu. Zabu. Zebu. Zebu. God damn. I can't remember. I remember that shit. Fuck. Oh, dude. It's such a. I mean, Michael McKeon was in that movie. Uh, uh, notice how we're a... talking about Earth Girls Are Easy over Black Panther Wakanda Forever because I think that shows how interested we were in that movie. You liked it way more than I did. Yeah. I thought it was a great representation. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was a solid movie, um, but it felt more um, Spider-Man far from home for me because of all the Chadwick um, call outs. And, and believe me, he deserved every bit of it, you know, from a character and an actor and a person perspective. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's probably not many people who have played as many legendary characters as Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, In the short time. God, for did. real. For real, from from fucking uh, Chachala to Jackie Robinson, um, it doesn't get much better, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I I give them a huge pass on that, and I think that it came uh, it came together as a film. Um, I also don't think it did much for the the greater Marvel timeline in general, right? It did it didn't give us a new character. Or a new, a new. I mean, it gave us Ironheart, I guess, which they're going to make. It gave us Ironheart. It gave us Namor. It gave us Akoye. Namor's not dead. Midnight Angel. Namor's not dead. Namor's a lot. What are you talking about? Did you even watch the movie? Is that why you think it's good? Because he's not villainousness. What? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think they pull Namor out again for a while. Uh, yeah, they've gotta pull him out because he's fucking alive you could tell that i totally forgot the end of that movie dude so you must not really like this movie because if you watch the movie i think i think you'll realize that you don't like it as much as you think i like the first half a lot i don't like (laughs) the back half ending out with guardians of the galaxy holiday special great fun kevin bacon some fun music a new favorite christmas song by the old 97s dude that is such a banger it's such a banger it's a good song good song but yeah and and that's where we're at for for phase four you know it's kind of like a little bit of a recap and our our thoughts on everything but um if you had to pick your best movie out of phase four what would it be it's hard it's so hard and the more i reflect on this phase it might be the weakest phase that's ever been it's tough though because we have the most content in comparison to all the other phases and that's the bad part like 
did they do too much? I don't know. I don't know. I I I think my favorite movie, um, theatrical wise, had to be Spider Man. If and we, that I is, mean, I think we know that that's going to be the number yeah. one, though. That's number what? one, but it, it has absolutely nothing to do with its overall contribution to the MCU. It has everything to do with the fact that I saw my three favorite Spider Mans. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, though. I have no problem with that. No problem with that whatsoever. But if you could pick another one, because I think that we we knew that that was going to be both of our number one picks, what would your next one be? You've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Wakanda Forever. I think it's got to be Thor. And it's Thor because you got to see Thor and Mighty Thor. I thought Christian Bale was amazing in the yeah. movie. Um, you know, I mean, good performances, favorite characters, all of the Tykeness, like carrying through, but it also like it's like third best in any other phase. Ah yeah. My no, that's favorite it. out of everything was after spider-man obviously um and it's it's a very high mark um uh, with shang chi uh, obviously because i said i think it's like top six or top seven in the mcu yeah. for me um but yeah what about a tv show what's the what's the best tv show or special presentation while werewolf by night was great and moon knight pushed some boundaries i got to go back to falcon and winter soldier I feel like it gave me the most real emotional impact um, and just more feels than, than the other ones. And yeah, I think that that's, that's really, that one's the best for me. What this about one you? Might, yeah. I, I would say this is probably my favorite out of all of them. Um, but I will say, I, I did say the, the, I don't know if I said favorite, but uh, best. TV show. So Falcon Winter Soldier is my favorite one just because of, you know, very similar to what you had said right there. But I think the best one is still WandaVision. I think it was just more of a complete show. And I think there was more, more highs um, in the comparison to some of the lows that at, during the Falcon Winter Soldier, there was a few low points where I was like, Ugh. but yeah, I, I will say WandaVision, uh, even though I could watch a 10 hour loop of Zemo fist pumping. Uh, that was probably one of my other favorites from Falcon, the winter soldier, but yeah, that was it. What about uh, your garbage movie pick and garbage TV show pick for phase four? How many times can I vote for a turtles? <laughs> so that's, that's still your, your garbage pick, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, what 100%. about TV show? I feel like I'm not fully qualified to answer that. Okay. After Fair not enough. watching Ms. Marvel. Fair enough. Um, I also um, don't want to shit on it because I have no interest in watching it. I think my my garbage movie pick, I, I would probably, if it wasn't for the Chadwick Boseman tribute and that uh, performance by Tenoch Huerta as Namor, that Wakanda Forever might be my garbage pick, but it's going to have to go to Black Widow. Black Widow was is my garbage pick. Just 
Uh, so disappointed. I wanted to love that movie. And I wanted it to just be like this spy type of action movie. And I got a little bit of spy. And then I got some action. Then I got this family humor thing that no one fucking asked for. So, yeah, I was I was very disappointed with Black Widow. I loved Yelena, but I, I think I enjoyed her in, in Hawkeye better than I did in Black Widow. I don't know. I, I thought I thought their their banter in Black Widow is what I really loved about the movie is that they were fighting like little kids again. It, it, it worked for me. That's why I liked it. It reminded me a little bit of Goldeneye, the uh, the the Trevelyan and Bond back and forth. Right. And like one was kind of a villain and one was kind of it just worked for me. And maybe it's my love of Bond movies that made the spy movie, not the one I hated. The banter was family banter, and they were not a family, according to the previous MCU movies. Hey, sometimes you got to let the past go, man. Sometimes you got to let the past go. If I dwelled on Eternals as much as you're dwelling on Black Widow, maybe I don't watch any more Marvel movies. That's not dwelling. That's just pointing out the obvious. I'm dwelling. I'm going to say dwelling. Overall, though, Phase four as a whole, I mentioned that this is my most disappointing phase to which I hope to be absolutely proven wrong. I hope that this is way better than I think it is and and unlocks some magical access door to really impactful, emotionally like inspiring cinema. But I have doubts. I mean, it, it, it happened with Thor the Dark World. So it's not impossible, but doubts, all the doubts. What about you? How are you on phase four? You know what? I think I might like it better than phase one as a whole, because there's so much content there and there's a lot of characters and, and I was more emotionally invested in um, some of the movies in comparison. Like I definitely am more invested and we're definitely more emotionally invested in, in, you know, had more of a reaction in Spider-Man No Way Home compared to any of the phase one movies. So I think that in itself puts it in a league above others. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, that's I don't know that the emotional involvement is fair because phase one, you didn't know what you were in for. You didn't know what you were getting. Well, was Guardians in phase one? No. No? I don't think so. Guardians one? No. Okay. Well, for some reason I thought it was, but... Um, I thought I, phase one ended with Avengers. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, or it did, yeah. Yeah, and, and Guardians came after Avengers. Oh, did it? Okay. Um, well, also, either way. Iron Man 1, how dare you? And Iron Man 2. It's not like Iron Man 1 or Iron Man 2 made me tear up at any point. When no. Howard told him that he was his greatest creation? In the last movie? Of phase three? Was that? I thought that was yeah. Iron Man 2. Uh, maybe he said in Iron Man 2, but I don't know. Oh, you're talking about the in-person thing. Yeah. I'm talking about the on-film message. Oh. Yeah, no, that that they call back to in Endgame when Tony leaves one for his daughter. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I Like I said, the closest to any type of emotional reaction was in Captain America. Uh, the first adventure um but that's about it i mean nothing in thor 
made me yeah feel. Thor was not good. I like Thor. I like Thor the first one. Mm-hmm. It, it was awesome when it, I thought it was awesome when it came out, but not even in Incredible Hulk uh, with the scenes with um, Bruce and Betty. Like it just nothing nothing grabs me like even a fraction of what Spider-Man No Way Home did for me. And yes, that is not nostalgia. It, it's because it's brand new characters and, yeah. and the fact that like, oh my God, you know, Aunt May, see you later. Bye. You're not the one that's supposed to die. It's supposed to be Uncle Ben, but sure enough. Well, and they gave you the, the, that Spider-Man movie is one of the top five in the entirety of the MCU. Hands yeah. down. Top three. Yeah, and that's why I say Phase Four is already better than uh, Phase One. So I, you know, it, it, it's. I, I think that while they have a star player, the the rest of the team doesn't round out enough for me. Um, so that's that. That's where I'm at. This is yeah, the weakest phase. But again, I hope you've proven wrong. Um, you know, I, I I hope they go somewhere in Phase Five that is more cohesive that brings us along on, you know, maybe we find out more about this whole Kang thing and what is and possibly could come, you know, in the, in the next phases. I think that putting secret invasion in the middle of the Kang storyline is problematic because that was a completely different thing so I, I'm I'm concerned there about the timing, and I hope they make it work. Um, I but- think Secret Invasion might tie into it, like has nothing to do with the Kang Dynasty, but will tie up and and finish up in Secret Wars. I think it'll be that much of a uh, an absent loop. Like, oh, then they come back. Like maybe they'll bring him in at the end of Kang Dynasty. Or at the end of Kang Dynasty, all of a sudden something opens up and like, oh, here it is, Secret Wars. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Secret yes. Invasion is in a parallel universe. Who knows? Who knows? But, I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm curious. worried about all the different things that they're adding in this next phase. That it's it's going to be a challenge to see them tie together. What about you? I think with now you're talking about secret invasion or just in phase just five, phase five. Like I'm worried. I'm hoping that that Ant-Man gives us a cohesion, but I'm doubtful. No, no, no. It's just going to continue to, we're going to get more of phase four ish stuff. I think that's pretty much what's going to happen. You, you will see in Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. I will say that my, my prediction is, it will give you the purpose as to what everything is driving towards. So what I think in guardians of the galaxy will drive towards is the end of the guardians, but then we'll loop in some of the characters from that, the surviving characters or the new characters that are introduced into the Kang threshold of things. Um, I don't know where the hell echo or the Marvels or even Ironheart plays into anything i I really don't know and i i I honestly don't care um i I take that back i I, i'm curious as to what the marvels will do but i don't care what echo has to offer i don't care what daredevil echo launches daredevil 
yeah. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't need something to launch into Daredevil. Mm. I'm fine. I can just go right into Daredevil. We already met Matt Murdock in Spider-Man, and he came back from or for She-Hulk. So I'm fine with that. I'm good. But um, the interesting thing that's going to happen later on is what Thunderbolts will do. I'm really curious as to what Thunderbolts will do because they've already made a change to the Thunderbolts. At least I read something that they made a change where Ghost is no longer a part of that cast. Um, whether that's for the better or not, I don't know. But uh, I know we get out Harrison Ford Hulk. Uh, well, we'll get that in New World Order, Captain America New World Order. So we'll see that. And I, I don't know if he'll necessarily be in Thunderbolts. Because, uh, dude, Harrison Ford's 80 years old. I, I mean, I don't know. Or I don't know if I would really want, or if I was Marvel, would want to bank on an 80-year-old continuing on in that capacity. I just Is that don't... why they're leaving Chris Christopherson out of the new Blade? He's 86, know. by the way, and still kicking it. That's fine. Good for Chris Christopherson. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it's it's interesting to where everything is going to go. I still have no idea. Uh, but do you have any predictions, bold predictions um, about stuff or maybe even addressing some of the rumors about when the X-Men will be involved or the inclusion of certain characters uh, that have either died and will be resurrected or, or rebrought into the MCU. So I, I, I've got to think that, that Ant-Man and the Wasp is just going to confuse everybody. I don't think it's going to gain any more clarity. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is just going to be there. Um, their coup de gras. I don't know that they're going to do... Having seen the trailer... It just seems like they're just going to do a lot of hijinks. Hmm. So like shenanigans, like just like, oh, here's. I'm yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe and I've only seen the trailer like once. I didn't like, you know, I saw it during the Super Bowl. Um, I went back and watched the, the, the I'm Batman trailer more than I watched that one. Because I'm I'm just gonna take Guardians as it is, and I don't want to be overly spoiled for it. Yeah, I don't I don't want to watch the trailers. Yeah, I, I did I, watch I them purposely, but yeah, I'm I'm trying not to pay too much attention. And if I yeah. see an Ant Man headline, I mean, we're only a week away till when we see this, so yeah, I want to be pretty fresh. So I don't want to be uh, ruined for Guardians, so I haven't taken them. But but the trailer I saw during the Super Bowl looked very hijinksy, but it also sounded like rocket sounded weird and stuff so it's already like starting to unravel right these actors are not coming back mm -hmm. um you know dave batista's already said this is his last one like so i don't think i think that um secret invasion is is where you're gonna see some cameos back right like if secret invasion is what i think it is which is the crawls posing as as other things you could see somebody posing as 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 cap um, I don't think RDJ comes back. I don't think you see him per se, but I think you could see Evans. Um, in Secret Invasion, you never know. Hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't have a lot of 
excitement about what's next to come right after ant-man what if yeah i'm gonna watch it um but like do you do you have to carry this what if the the one thing that annoyed me about it is that was like a oh it all ended up being a storyline oh i don't want a storyline man just give me some weird shit give me what what if actually is what if the the hulk wasn't the hulk and it was betty and then end it they don't need to i don't need to see how all of them interact in a multiverse situation. Um, you know, a secret invasion. Again, I don't know what their premise is going to be. They haven't been very forthcoming about it, but the last time we saw Nick Fury in a movie, he wasn't Nick Fury. Um, so you'd think that the crawl invasion is, is happening, which is what I mentioned Skrull, earlier. by the way. Scroll, sorry. The scroll invasion. Crawl is uh, a Kevin Sorbo movie. Oh, uh... with the big, with the like eight-sided <laughs> knife. Crawl the Conqueror or whatever it was called. My bad. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, if they start secret invasion, it's the scroll thing. Like, you can't do both at the same time. At least I don't think you can. You can't do scrolls and quantum mania unless somehow you use the power from the the Kang situation to uh to clarify and clear up the 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 um the secret invasion and somehow ant-man becomes kang but i i don't know how that plays together without being able to use one as superman flying backwards around the earth on the other echo like you said i mean i liked the character but i why why a standalone um other than to build up daredevil um they're they're gonna make echo like they made boba fett where it's basically a daredevil show just like boba fett was basically um the mandalorian season two and a half yeah they need um, to do something with that because no one gives a shit about echo nobody nobody cares so many people cared about boba fett nobody cares about echo yeah um and if if they do we can't hear them or they can't hear us sorry my bad um <sighs> The, again, the Guardians movie will be what the Guardians movie is, but then you get into Loki season two. You better do a lot better than season one. Um, the Marvels, again, like not really giving a shit unless Rogue shows up and sucks out the power. And then I'm in. If they introduce the X Men by Rogue, like, let's go. Um, and Ironheart, like, I'm okay with it. I'll watch it. I love Iron Man technology, but I don't know who you're going to use. Are you, are they going to, are they going to cross over Wakanda next? Like maybe they bring Shuri in more and they show us how Shuri is going to join the team. Um, I think the coolest thing that's going to happen in Marvel in 23 is we're going to get more X-Men 97. Like I'm, I'm for that. Let's go relaunch those awesome toys from back in the day. Like, give me that. I'll be down for some X Men '97. The weird thing is, I, I understand why they made it in the comics as X Men '97 because I think they did it as a continuation off of the mm-hmm. cartoon. But the actual cartoon was made in '92. So I don't know, understand. It ended in 97. Yeah. But like, does it, I mean, I guess 97 sounds better than 92. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, it's just <sighs> like Batman 76. They should have just said 
X-Men the Legacy series. You know, that would have oh, been fucking badass. Yeah, that worked so well for Star Wars. Did it? Oh, Sam. It did You're not. the Star Wars fan, so it I don't did know. poorly. They yeah. chose poorly. Um it's, it's like it's like in uh 40 year old virgin uh boner jams 03. That's what yeah. uh, <laughs> that's what, exactly what it is. I feel like boner jams 03 would be more entertaining than half the Marvel shows we just talked about. Uh, and and I don't think 2024 is getting any better. New World Order is supposed to be a film, right? Yeah. Thank God. Give me that all day long. And let's be honest, we both are absolutely over the moon enthused for Deadpool. But I mean, there's a very good chance that the superhero film that I'm most excited about is not a Marvel movie going into 2023. Yeah. It's an animated Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good, but I think, you know, what's going to happen in my opinion is that you're going to have like a Taika Waititi type of response to it, to where it's like, yeah, I wish they would have done something more with this movie. And it's going to be the same movie, like what we saw just with more characters. And it's going to be like, oh, I just felt like the story was just bloated with characters and animation was the same and everything was the same. Like, I have a feeling it's going to happen that way. I don't want it that to. That is Sony's move. That is Sony's move. You like that, did you? Yeah. Here's 24 more inches of it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it down Put your it fucking down. throat. Oh, God. Okay, but... so what you're telling me then is my favorite superhero movie of 2023 is going to be The Flash? Oh, Guardians will be better. Is Guardians going to have Michael Keaton? Overrated. I feel like you remember your argument for no way, no way home. Uh, the flash has a big rubber, big, I'm rubber, not talking about this DC bullshit of... on this episode. So what? I'm not talking about DC bullshit on this episode. So we'll, we'll save saying, it for another one. I, I'll, all I'm saying is phase four and phase five of the MCU are, are, are shaping up to be so disappointing that I may be more excited to see the flash. Then that is your problem. <laughs> that, this will make for some interesting podcasts. Cause, uh, uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Ant-Man you're, you're wrong. The you're fucking, absolutely wrong. Well, Cause the flash there, is essentially the end of the DCU anyways, or DCEU. So it all restarts after that. Hey, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. But anyways, so that has been our Marvel catch up and our discussion about phase four and Mark happy anniversary for the, I can do this. Happy anniversary. Uh, Your presence in the mail. Until next time I'm Dan, the part-time Avenger. That's Mark, the resident Jedi. Uh, like, subscribe, listen to uh, 51 episodes of Backlog out there. Catch up. Um, if there's any films that you want us to review, talk about, that you challenge us to watch. Um, if five or more people list any movie in our social media, we will watch it. Regardless of what it is. Everyone 
type in Twilight New Moon <laughs> for just a torture mark. It would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Oh, oh man. We, we're going to have to run out of a lot of material for that. <laughs> oh. All right. Have a good one, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs>